0: This choice, choice. It is disingenuous. The situation now is
1: even worse. Flood is it not above the poverty line? Um, do you know this how Gutama came to exist? It's really like it's a really cool like little thing. The company that does all the like the little like cute characters that is somehow enough to be a brand in Japan, um, Hello Kitty or whatever. They did a competition yep. to make a new character. Yeah. And some other character won, and Gudetama came second. Okay, but everyone was like, oh, "I love the I love the egg with the depression. I've got I've got depression." <laughs> <laughs> and so they ended up like making like making him as well, and he's incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. But I think coming second really like sums yeah, up exactly yeah, yeah. like that's that's what Gudetama is all about. Who
2: yeah. <laughs> was the character see, no that one one won? I have no idea. It Doesn't exist. Yeah. Like, it's
1: completely like just gone from the memory. World.
0: Yeah, uh, it's like that. Did anyone see that article? It was in the latest print Jacobin about um, that guy on the Chinese uh, reality show, about like they'd make you into a boy band star. Um, So he was actually Russian, I believe, and he was working in China as a translator on this TV show. And he's very, um, like, very sort of good looking in a boy band way. And the producer, like, thought that he was there to compete on the show and he was like no I'm not I'm just this translator but they made him like go on the show <laughs> um and he is really like not into it and he was like please let me go home I don't want to be in a boy band but all the, the audience loved him and like kept voting him for him to win every round and he kept being like please I don't want
1: to <laughs> <laughs> This is a nightmare.
0: but he had like I'll have to look it up but he had this amazing like anti-work stance on it he was like I'm just a failure I don't want to like be a success I don't want all the responsibility of working <laughs> As a boy band star, like just let me like be a fail son translator. <laughs> theres the rules. But also, like I
1: think it probably would be really hard to be a boy boy band star. Let You've got to have like all those
3: up. really get a lot of practice in for all those sighing looks and <laughs> kind of looking into the mid distance. And it is weird how like I was in the supermarket the other day, was playing the Backstreet
2: Boys, and I was thinking like boy bands in the West just kind of over. Like we just outsourced boy bands to. Asia, right? Like, yeah. to Korea. Seems like that's...
1: Which sets up, like, an interesting idea about boy bands following industrialization by, like, 15 or 20 years or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he He, he, is, he was bands. known by fans as the most miserable wage slave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and oh, he, we love him. I would vote
0: for him, too. <laughs> and he posted news, when he was finally voted off the show, he posted news of his relief uh, via Weibo, writing, I'm finally getting off work. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay. kid. All right, should we get into it? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. Um, So, we've been on hiatus. Yes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Hi, guys. We've we've had other things to (laughs) do. (laughs) Welcome back.
2: Having a break. Yeah. Uh,
1: I think the continual flood discussion is that it's actually really hard to manage a podcast and, like, a big campaign at the same time, and we've never once really nailed this.
2: Uh, Hi, guys. Some of you may have missed the last six secret floodcasts.
0: Yeah, that are only accessible already. to really
2: smart people. <laughs> those, um,
0: were, those were for people who subscribe $100 or more. Yeah, month.
3: yeah, yeah. They were bangers. Just uh, Meet oh. us under the story bridge at midnight. And yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. We're back. Uh, we're ready for, to provide you with some more content. Maybe we should say who we are first. Um, I'm Joe. And with me is...
3: Uh, it's Mark. Uh, it's your boy. Declan.
0: Matt. All right. Nice um moving on then uh, <laughs> it's been so it's been a year almost no a year and a month so i would say it's been about a year since our, our victory podcast that we re- recorded after south brisbane 2020 because we were like all dead and it took us quite a long time to get around to recording the podcast And until you record the celebratory podcast, you haven't quite won the election yet. Does
1: it count? It
0: doesn't count. AEC did not update until the victory (laughs) podcast went up. Um, So basically, we thought we'd do a sort of a year in review of this year, but also kind of the year since we um, achieved, I guess, what has been our major political goal for the past few years, which is winning the state seat of South Brisbane. So sweet. Mm. So very sweet.
3: Yeah, it still still
0: feels good.
1: Cannot emphasize enough how fucking good it felt <laughs>
0: <laughs> indeed yeah I keep seeing like
2: pictures of it used in various greens marketing material um and just like looking at the room all full of just dust and just like full of green everyone going like oh yeah I was there wait hang on
0: I mean to be fair I don't remember like the, <laughs> the last six hours of the party <laughs>
2: no no
1: That's
2: how you tell it was a good party
0: yeah <laughs>
1: Every time I see Jackie Trad anywhere, I feel really happy. I just get a deep sense of contentment.
0: Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about this off-air, but it looks like um, our friend Jackie's found herself a plum job on the Gold Coast.
3: Unsurprisingly.
0: Yeah, so what is this? She's on some board?
3: Yeah, the uh, Home of the Arts uh, at the Gold Coast, um, which is...
2: It's a new arts thing. It's an event space. It's a kind of a gallery. It's a hub. I'm pretty sure it's an it's an event hub. I I don't know, it's an arts thing.
0: The contempt dripping from your voice <laughs> it's just you some sort event of, hub. This is
2: also some sort of fucking thing that only exists so that it can have a board and provide work for people like Jackie Trad, is my understanding.
1: Yeah, it's such it's so stupid. Like like we should have fun arts, but I no idea what like it sounds like a glorified hall.
2: Yeah, like I don't know. My mum went there and she said it was shit. Yeah, right. And I trust my mum. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's that's, a,
0: that's
3: the last word. That's the need.
2: official flood review of the home of <laughs> the arts. Yeah, is trust your mum. <laughs> they yeah. said
3: they'll be doing some like um, funding of artists, like actual living expenses, which is kind of cool and like long overdue, but probably doesn't need to have like a huge board of people that are overpaid for the that work or rehabilitated with that work yeah rehabilitated's the word mm,
2: yeah look i actually like could complain more than this about like corruption in the gold coast art scene but i'm not going to
1: no well, give well, me both no, corruption. i've never even considered corruption in the gold coast art scene no i, as, I like, like actually
2: thing. it would be too much gossip i can't tell you oh my god yeah. i
0: mean i assume there's corruption in the gold coast art scene because it's on the gold coast but yeah the gold yeah. coast is the most corrupt every place scene in there is right? corrupt but um no. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jackie, on that board. Yeah. uh, Didn't take her very long. Jackie's
2: actually got a job as I would. I would like to believe that she's like a grave digger somewhere, or she's like (laughs) working as a merchant seaman. She's like on a cargo ship in like, but she's like breaking ships in Bangladesh or something. But um, no, that's not how that works. She's not like. She's not like punished Jackie. She's not like traveling the world incognito. They just give her a job on a board. That's how it works
3: for all these people. Oh, she got a consultant gig as well at a law firm.
0: Yeah, that was what she was doing before. It is strange to me how these people always do these jobs. I mean, I guess they're not really doing very much, are they? But it's like you have so much money. You don't need it. Yeah, Um, I think that's... Why do you want to work?
1: I think this is the thing about like sitting on a board is it's the absolute dream. Yeah, it's true. Because you get paid substantial amounts of money. Once you're sitting on one board, you get to sit on like every other board and you need to like rock up to like one or two meetings a year Mm. having like skimmed these prep like prep documents to be like oh yeah yeah i guess Sounds like good. the pe- people who run this organization can can keep doing that i guess that seems fine yeah and that's kind of all you need to do i mean like obviously there's like there's a place and there's genuine stewardship and stuff in some circumstances but i don't feel like that's how it works most of the time
0: i don't know why why, why um do people get paid to do this like it just seems like something like a volunteer role that you should do because
3: they, they, they do end up uh, handling like quite large amounts of money and like technically are supposed to be like this oversight mechanism for like big lobbying groups and stuff like that. But in the end, it ends up just being like a carousel of the same people rotating around different boards and you just keep going up and up in that cycle and you just have a career being on boards. Mm. It's just
2: something like, I think it is mostly set up just as like a reward for you once you get to a certain level. Yeah, yeah. Um, like... I do, like, I know someone who's on boards, who's, like, did an important government job and is now, their job is just to be on boards and just gets, like, cycling. Like, you're never on just one board. You just, like, cycled around through multiple different boards. You do work for other different, just, like, big organizations. And, like, the bigger and, like, more vaguer their goal, the better. Um, and your job is just to, like, be somebody that people know and, like... um. Yeah, like, that's it, basically. You just get, like, used... Like, this is the actual, like, the actual Illuminati that runs the world. Like, there's of not course. a real Illuminati.
3: It's the, um, like, executive directors, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they're, like, they're not really accountable to anyone. You you have like, executive directors of, like, banks, and, for, like, they aren't accountable to anyone. They're just paid a lot of money to, yeah. like, to like, be basically... Consultants, I guess, but I don't really know what they do.
1: Mostly.
0: I
3: think they just like had their name on shit, right?
1: Like well, I think yeah. like they've, they've technically got legal responsibility or whatever, but
0: that's what, I mean, it made me think of just like what a VC does at university. Nothing as far as I can tell, but like if something goes wrong, then technically the buck stops with them. Um, so it's like you're sort of taking on that. Yeah,
3: but the whole organization is designed to not ever get it to that point. Yeah. Like they just sign yeah, off yeah, things totally. that have been made that have been checked to make sure that they're okay.
1: Or yeah. well, like, you know, or when shit does hit the fan, they still don't like the buck doesn't actually stop with them anyway.
0: I well, mean, they might resign like Old Mate at UQ resigned like a few years ago, that plagiarism scandal thing.
2: That is kind of the worst thing that happens is that you resign. Well, I think, exactly. Like, I'm with, sure that
0: he suffered no real consequences. Yeah.
2: Like with Crown Casino, I think a bunch of the board members resigned. Oh um, yeah, because they were doing money money laundering, money laundering yeah, mm-hmm. for the um, Chinese mob, I believe. Who I, could have foreseen? Like to believe? I think this is all organized crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's specifically that's how you get money out of China. Is like the I think it genuinely is like the triads. Um, like they just funnel funnel it through a casino, basically.
1: That's what casinos are for. Like yeah, pretty what much. They for.
2: Um, yeah, that's like the only thing Cassianers are for.
1: I mean, I think board members are like, that, that is who the, like, the ruling class is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's like easy, it's, I don't know, I always think of the ruling class as kind of amorphous maps, but it's easier. it's like way better to think of them as like actual people who sit on mm. boards, and that's it, Jackie Trad on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it genuinely <laughs> like, is. It's you know, there's like, obviously scales to this, right, but yeah.
2: It is an amorphous network of like, people who sit on boards who used to have jobs in government, and like executive chancellors, and... Um, yeah, like people who work It's the, the guaranteed
3: retirement, right? Yeah, basically. It's like cool, like whatever for whatever reason you're stepping out of like this role in power will just keep you in this like other role where you get paid a lot of money. You technically do run a lot of things and have say over a lot of different things. Like I'm just looking at the moment at Kate Jones. Uh, she's the executive director of the Tech Council of Australia, which is basically a massive lobbying group for Tesla. And um, so the current uh, CEO of it is the current CEO of Tesla. And it's just lobbies for like Atlante- Atlassian, is that how you say that weird company? All those big, massive like tech companies who basically just live off government grants. I was
1: looking at um, the, the board of directors of some organization that funds, it like funds like climate justice movements like what's the one the tomorrow movement i was looking into who was funding them and one of them is like this foundation called like the snow foundation or whatever and it's the guy who owns the canberra airport or like set up the canberra airport and like most of the people on it are like his family um i think a wife and definitely probably a couple of children i may have the details wrong but it's like this is how the ruling class kind of like perpetuate themselves in business is like what you do is you set up a foundation you get your children like experience sitting on a board, mm. and then all of a sudden they qualify for sitting on other boards, mm. and then they've they've fucking made it, and they've they're privy to all this in, like business information, they've got all this capital that they can just draw on, and that's how they perpetuate themselves.
0: It's the board to board pipeline. Um,
2: yeah, well, well, we should
1: abolish boards. That is
2: like to be clear, that is like once Amy, like you know, that that is Amy's eventual goal, is she's going to end up on a board. Like, that's why we're all in this. <laughs> you know, i you going to say let's that
0: she's going to abolish boards <laughs> yeah <laughs> introducing a bill in parliament next week to abolish all boards. No, we just want to <laughs> replace
2: their boards with our boards we just want to gonna d- fix the system from the inside Sustainably well boards. what is
0: a po- what is a podcast if not a sort of board that's true actually in yeah in terms of that we have oversight and manage absolutely nothing yeah and get paid nothing to do it yeah um moving on <laughs> <But> from ostensibly
1: <laughs> a build up a bunch of social capital that we can transform into something at some point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um
0: i mean this this discussion of sort of corruption and and um bad governance at the highest levels leads nicely into our first sort of topic that we thought we'd discuss today which is um the olympics uh which is <laughs> <laughs> also something that amy amy's office and amy have had quite and Jono, of course have had quite a lot to say about recently um yeah, anyone want to jump in on this? It's kind of, I mean, it's still a long way away, but um, I guess that was one of the major sort of local things that's happened this year. And the, the amount, it's sort of interesting, the amount of crowing that Palaszczuk did over it at the time and all the, like, triumphalist Facebook and Twitter posts about how great it was that Brisbane is hosting the Olympics. I'm yet to speak to a single person in Brisbane who's excited about this. Yeah, <laughs> I
1: was kind of expecting more people I'd, like, door-knocked or something to to bring up the Olympics in a vaguely positive light mm. or as but everyone I've talked to about it is just like, I think that's so fucking dumb. I can't it believe sucks. we're getting the Olympics.
3: I gotta say, I have spoken to people who, like, think it's a, it's a good thing.
1: Yeah, I, like, I feel like they must be out there, because I see them post on social
3: media, I just haven't talked to I one, and I was I, kind of
1: expecting It's I
3: kind of weird, because I, I mean, I don't understand, like, the mentality of it, really, because, for obvious reasons, basically. But people do just, like, consider it to be a good thing, just in and of itself, but then... Have no further thoughts. It's just like, oh, the Olympics are good. We'll be on the world stage, which is literally a marketing yeah. line. Well, it's not even that, like, because I think it is a good thing in and of itself. Like, I like the idea of like just a bunch of
1: agreed upon games that a bunch of people like. We like every four years we all get together and see who's good at games. Like, I, mean, I think that's quite be, a cute little activity. Let's be
0: clear, like the watching the Olympics on TV is amazing, and I support this. Um, I think it was our friend of the flood, friend of the pod, Ryan, who was like, I'm just a nimby for Olympics. Like they should always be, the place they should be is on the TV, but we're not anti Olympics. We're just anti Olympics here.
2: We should do it in the metaverse.
0: <laughs> we should have the meta Olympics.
3: One of the things with the Olympics particularly like here locally, the one that they, like the reason we got it in Brisbane and it was like, oh, we're already building all this infrastructure and stuff. So when you talk to someone about, Hey, we're having the Olympics here. It's like, Oh, that will be great. There'll be a bunch of investment and a bunch of jobs and it'll make our city better. But it's like, yeah, but as they said, they were already planning on doing all these things. It's not like, all we have to do at the end is we're just running the show and like putting up the bill for the IOC.
0: It seems like a big, honestly, a big waste of resources, like in terms of just the stadiums that are being built, like, I mean, I just thinking about watching it on TV in Tokyo earlier this year and like, I don't know, I think at the time, because we were also in lockdown um, and I was like in a kind of a bad brain space, but there was something really very depressing about the empty stadiums like on an existential level. Um, and you think of all the money and the resources and like the environmental damage that went into building those places that won't really ever be used again, um, certainly not at the scale that they were built for. Um And it's just like, yeah, well, yeah, if we're going to construct things, like we should be constructing social housing or something that's not a fucking stadium. So anyway, my idea for the Olympics is that we still have them every four years, but they can only use existing stadiums. Like they can just be in cities that they've been in before and move around the world. I just don't think it should rotate.
1: Like it should just be in Athens every year or whatever. The Greek economy needs something.
0: Well, that's also a good point.
2: I have a lot of Olympics opinions and I want to do a whole podcast about it at some point. But like, um, yeah, the – First, like the reason that we got the Olympics, the city of Brisbane, is basically because nobody else wanted it.
0: That was literally it. Yeah.
2: Like, that's literally it. The other, so the other bids were like five small cities in Germany put in a joint bid. And then I think there was a joint bid between our uh, Pyongyang and Seoul. Yes, yes, yes. What? Which is <laughs> a so, tragedy. That's so cool <laughs> so but that that wasn't accepted. I
0: just, yeah, I remember hearing about this at the time and just being like, kings, absolute kings. Like
2: you could have, oh yeah, you could have finally ended the Korean War and reunited <laughs> Korea, or you could do it in Brisbane. It's going to be fucking cringe. It's going to be the most cringe Olympics. It was
0: so cringe just watching the process. Like, I remember someone on Twitter said, like, at the time of the when it was being announced, they were like, I've never wanted anything more than I've wanted Brisbane to, like, lose the bid despite being the only only city putting in a (laughs) bid. Because Australians
3: on the world stage are cringe. Like, we're... Loud, obnoxious, and just entirely generic. And Queensland in particular, I think. uh, We're also fucking
2: desperate for, like, other people to think we're cool. That's what's cringe about it. it. That's
3: what's cringe. We're like,
2: like, Like, we're a real country, France. We're like you guys. We're not shit. And 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 Queensland's the Australia of Australia.
0: Exactly. Like, there's, yeah, like, all the, the sort of... Undertone of desperation and neediness in all of Palaszczuk's posts was just like no. It really set my teeth on edge.
2: Um, But yeah, like fun fact about the Olympics: first, the Olympics has never made a profit. Hmm. It's never made a profit ever. I think it was supposed to make a profit, even like the good ones. But like they're all they're all justified
3: on like the long term growth of like using all this brand new infrastructure for a city. But yeah, never actually. Yeah, all
2: of their projections are like, oh yeah, like the Olympics will make heaps of money. That's all bullshit. Um,
3: this no one evidence. actually, um, the Olympics, all the infrastructure spend is not actually considered part of the bill for the Olympics because they were going to build it anyway. Yeah, So it's just like in a different column on but, a graph. W- on
1: also a what it means is that, like we're going to build it anyway, which means we build infrastructure which is designed for a two-week period of like high population that doesn't actually suit what the city like how people use the city. yeah the i'm not sure time.
0: that i believe they were going to build like an olympic swimming pool anyway
1: yeah i don't think they were going to redo the GABA and i don't think that they would be building like a bunch of hotels in like a weird part of town with r- ultra rapid public transport to like the rest of the town because that's not ha- that's not a good way to d- build the city like it's it's a really stupid way to construct the city is like oh yeah we've got a hotel district
0: hmm <laughs>
3: um, just going down to the old hotel
2: district <laughs> Yeah And so it always costs way more than they say it's going to cost So like every Olympics comes in at uh, Like over at least like twice the budget That's just a fact So like they've said it will cost like I think five billion dollars
3: it'll cost at least twice that, just like locked oh, in. Oh, the five billion is the one not including all the infrastructure, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's the the cost of the Olympics, but also uh, like in their agreements, the IOC when they're running the games has like an unlimited budget. There is yeah. no whatever they spend will be paid for by like the state government and presumably some of the federal government. And
1: I think what's sad sad about the Olympics is like like watching it rules and stuff like that because the Olympics itself as an activity is kind of good. And the reason we're all NIMBYs for the Olympics is because the Olympics is like a thinly veiled excuse for a real estate scam. And like no one wants a real estate scam in their backyard. But like if the Olympics was like, you know, sweeties playing games, I love to watch sweeties play games.
0: (laughs) Well, it's funny you should mention, yeah, real estate, because the one thing I have noticed when I look at um, house listings just to torture myself um, online is they all say like, Anything in like East Brisbane and Gabba will say, um, great, you know, property value growth now secured with the with the Olympics in twenty thirty six. So we, is, we know what class yeah. is happy about this. That's that is is pretty much what the act the
2: Olympics is actually about is a massive real estate scam.
1: One of, I had a look at the people on the board at one point and we should get into this when we do it, the property Olympics, but one of the people is like a and an executive director of the Scape Student Apartments, which has got built a couple of big buildings in South yeah. Brisbane recently. Those oh, wow. are
0: big fuck off buildings. They're like, fuck off big they're buildings. They're huge. And they're also way too big. awful.
3: <laughs> they're just terrible. They're literally coffins. You have a bed, a small desk, and you share a kitchenette with like five other people. And like, that's not accommodation. Ideal that's, for athletes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aren't they kind of,
2: are they struggling because there just have not been as many overseas students?
3: Yeah. Um, but the reason that those and nursing homes get built a lot, particularly in Australia at the moment, is that you can build much smaller, um, f- like, floor area apartments and just, like, sell them off for ridiculous amounts of money to people who just need that kind of accommodation. And, yeah, you can just ram people in. Because like those 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 scape apartments are really expensive. You can like rent a small house for the amount that you rent a tiny ass room in one of those apartments. How
0: do they get away with this? Just like just just like students coming from overseas who don't realize. Well, like
3: a lot of it would be
1: like you know, like I think our our student market's largely from Asia, right? So I think it's largely like the kids of the elite who like getting their kids a degree from an Australian university like means something for them, and so like paying X money on a. Honestly, the apartment doesn't really
2: matter. Yeah, like I've stayed at one. Like I rented one as an Airbnb from a Chinese student in Melbourne. I yeah, an Asian student. I don't know if he was Chinese, but yeah, it's like it's tiny. I wouldn't have wanted to fucking live there. Mm. Um, And yeah, and also it turns out the uh, Chinese student population um, has gone down a lot. Shocking. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of um, well. Maybe actually, let's shall we talk a little bit about Wellcamp, the hilarious um, oh. cash <laughs> oh, hole <laughs> yeah. in the ground in Toowoomba. I I, like honestly, I've just kind of
1: skipped so much of like Wellcamp, but it's got a great name. What the fuck is Wellcamp? The quarantine facility?
2: That yeah.
0: So <laughs> they. <laughs> it's <like> a great <laughs> name for a quarantine
1: mm. facility. Is Wellcamp?
0: Correct me if someone knows more about this than me, because this is just what I've sort of absorbed through reading a handful of articles about it over the past few months, but. They, the Queensland government has given money to the wellcamp family Wagners uh, the Wagners that's right the the, the um, sort of influential Toowoomba family who own they they own toomba airport right uh,
3: yeah yeah because it's another private airport yeah yeah so but they, the airport is a good money spinner I reckon
0: well so they, the, the idea now is for them to build like a purpose-built quarantine facility And they announced this when, like, sort of around mid to mid this year, when like borders were closed and we were all like, we were in lockdown even up here. And it was like, yeah, people were talking about not opening the borders for like quite a long time and it was, and vaccines weren't really being rolled out. Um, And they're like, yep, there'll there'll be a quarantine facility for like international arrivals, I think was the idea, or even interstate maybe. And then now it's like, yeah, we're opening the borders basically like end of this year. where we've got a vaccine and we're going to be like 90% double dose by the start of the year and
3: construction is underway and construction (laughs) is
0: still underway. And it's like, what is this going to be used for?
1: (laughs) Well, it's already been used for what it was meant to, which is just like wealth transfer from the public purse to some fucking like wealthy Toowoomba guy.
0: It is sort of funny though, how they will just not back down on it. (laughs) And they're like, no, this is still a good idea. Well, it's
1: because federal labor made, like, purposefully quarantine, like, the basis of their Mm. political campaign, and it never took off.
3: Like, it should have been, right? Like, it should have been the immediate decision for how we did quarantine, but they were all convinced about transferring wealth to, like, hotels and stuff like that. Um, Like, it's how you should have run quarantine two years ago. But, like, as far as I understand, what you really want is, like, caravan parks,
1: right? Like, because...
3: That's what COVID does, like there.
1: doesn't move through air very well, so like you just have a caravan park. Yeah, that's. It would thing be like is- really easy to set up like an emergency one quite quickly. It's, like, it's, it's or for free- example,
3: all of those like school camps that were all closed for an extended period of time. Like, but imagine like the army could do it with
1: fucking tents really easily. Like a piece of piss. Like for like for a genuine emergency, it's not actually a really. It's not particularly difficult infrastructure to set up. And well, then they act like it needs to be this, like, super high-tech, airtight rooms. And so, mm. Well, it doesn't need to be airtight rooms. It needs to be rooms that aren't connected to each other. Yeah, just, just give dominance. every
0: caravan a carton of 4 when they arrive to ward off the COVID <laughs> and you'll be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, like, the weird thing about making purpose-built quarantine such a big political platform and then devoting money to it is that it takes years and years to build and like we're obviously not going to be in the same See, situation they, they could have done it
3: now. early on and like just like put dongers down um and just like had all this detached housing bit of air conditioning in each one and just have their own balcony and whatever and you could have really done it easily or just converted the caravan parks and camping sites that exist around just like the brisbane outer suburbs um and you could have used that very easily but it was because We had to do it the right way that was like still reinforcing the control of COVID, right? So we had to have hotel quarantine, which was like highly regimented and closed off uh, because it reinforced the entire message that like Palaszczuk and the government were in control of this issue. Um, And that's why we never admitted that, for example, hotel quarantine was bad because that was a decision to do that.
0: We're safe because she's strong. Still
3: safe. Still very safe.
1: She's still so strong as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm safe because I'm drinking a Forex. Don't know about that's you guys.
2: True. I mean, I suppose like one of the big things that happened this year was just uh, the Delta. You yeah, got that thing.
0: Like, well, I, I don't want to get into it too much because we yeah. already did a COVID cast. I think it yeah, might have yeah, been yeah. our last one actually.
2: We just spent a lot of this year with like the border kind of
3: flickering on and well, off. Well,
0: that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's still unclear and like.
3: It's still doing the like performative aspect of dealing with COVID, even though that basically we've all decided to accept this new normal of like COVID existing and continuing to be in the community. Like there's still like tons of cases in Melbourne and Victoria uh, generally like every day. And it's just not part of the conversation anymore. But because Queensland has, you know, built their entire political uh, narrative around controlling it still. Um, and now, they, they keep being like, you know, they were talking about like, oh, actually, we need 90% before you're allowed to go to mm, Sydney. Yeah, it, it just like- keeps
0: it keeps moving. Or like, yeah, you can't go to Sydney for a couple of days, even though the borders are technically open because you won't have enough time to get a PCR test. Um, yeah. No, I don't, Yeah, like I said, I think we spend tons of time on this, but it's very frustrating um, how, yeah, Palaszczuk keeps saying things like, well, if you you know want the borders to be more open then you just want queenslanders to get covid for christmas
2: i do want that that's <laughs> my only goal here
0: that's what matt asked santa yeah, for um this year
2: there's a big old sack of yeah you know, just we know we can't
0: get
1: covid anyway because we drink forex yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't know how it many really times it boggles
2: said. the mind that they've failed to understand this like i'm really what i'm afraid of is a, a forex resistant strain of the coronavirus i'm afraid that this new botswana strain is going to be it's going to evolve the capacity to resist the other lethal qualities of forex
0: well the other um theory that i was thinking about is that it's the humidity up here somehow repels it in which case i think we're even more safe because we are living in a disgusting swamp right now in La Nina. Yeah, what's
2: this fucking La Nina bullshit? I'm, really, I'm, I'm not hu- happy about this. No, I'm a huge fan of La Nina. No, how can you be
0: a fan? It's so gross. Because it's like... The air is like a damp flannel. Yeah, but
1: that's just, that's just like Brisbane summer. Like it's always humid as hell. It's just, it's either humid as hell and hot or humid as hell and wet. And I would way prefer wet than hot. Yeah, Do I you? I, like I don't rain. prefer wet. Yeah, I like the rain. Uh, it's It dries out. Like, you know, it's drying out more every year. As
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I reckon it's... You know, I reckon we could do with a few more La Ninas. And also, I think it's pretty sexist of you to prefer the boy child to the girl child. So, you know.
2: Um, I think that... Labor made it La Nina with its weather machine to make it No, don't
1: give them credit for a good thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ever since Labor introduced La Nina Oh yeah, what I've
2: uh, got to say about that is that under socialism um, the Southern Oscillation will be democratically controlled and we'll all be able to vote on whether it's La Nina or the other one There'll be no board
0: oversight on the Southern Oscillation It's the board that has got us into this mess Yeah, exactly So, should we move on? Um,
1: Yeah, well because you were talking about the the fuck up that was um, like Trying to find a way to transfer money to various people, and it, like it was just what you were saying was just like blah 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 blah, and I was like laughing because I thought you were about to say the submarines, and then you said um,
0: the oh, other one, the Olympics, yeah. Yeah, and then you said the Olympics, and I was expecting the subs it. are another good example, but like
1: like word for word, what you what you said to introduce the subs, <laughs> uh, no, the Olympics was what I was expecting, oh, like okay. subs. So I was yeah, like yeah. fully fully sure it was subs. <laughs>
0: um. Well, the subs to me are funny because, or not funny, but um, uh, I guess sort of darkly funny in terms of how badly um, the Labour Party has sort of uh, missed the opportunity um, where they – so they've made it into a big thing about how Morrison lied and there are those incredibly cringe tote bags you can buy that – what does they say? Do you think he lied to you? I don't think I know. Is that yeah. the quote? Oh Quoting
2: gosh, the president the of France. It's like a mug as well. It's just
0: – yeah. No. Um,
1: Constructing Macron is like – the cool guy in this, this is this like the problem. worst thing i
2: love that so much i'm just like well you've embarrassed me in front of the president of france who's this like 23 year old finance nerd
0: with a wife who was his teacher at high school yeah <laughs> um but yeah like it's who's like fully racist <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so they have once again sort of taken an issue that i think people do broadly care about which is geopolitical security and like I remember door knocking like the weekend after it all happened and like yeah, at least one person brought it up on the door and was like you know I'm really upset about this it's not making us safer um, and they've just turned it into like the most cringe response that has like yeah just mu- a million miles away from what people actually care about but patting themselves on the back because they did a stick own on Morrison. Well
1: like the line that they're going for is that like Scott Morrison is like incompetent he's a bumbling fool and he's embarrassed us diplomatically which, like, is neither here nor there because I don't give a shit, like, what other diplomats think of Australians. Like, it's, it's like, couldn't care less about anything in the
3: world. Diplomats should all be shot. And it's, like, <laughs> of all of the things, this is, like, like not that big of an issue. Like, he's fucked us in other ways intentionally. But like, but like But it is a big issue in that, like... Yeah, I think it's, it's super, super bad to spend a
1: bunch of money on fucking arms. Like, I think it's really, really bad to, like, move closer and closer into, like, the, the US, like, weapons, like, industry. And, like, that. that's, it, it does make us heaps less safe. Like, mm-hmm. having fucking subs is bad. Like, it's a bad thing. and like, All it means we can do is more effectively kill people. Like, it's, it's a shitty, shitty thing. But being, like, well, it's an embarrassment is really dumb.
2: Yeah, it's stupid. It's, Definitely being the year when they've really tried to get the new Cold War with China going, I feel like they
1: massively escalated that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, yeah no, this- China is like the new official enemy. I had yeah, some, just like some idiot kid in one of my classes being like, China's, like an authoritarian country, and I would sign up to go to war to like protect our freedom. And I was what? like, this he had like a peace tattoo on his wrist. And like, uh. what, like, what is wrong with you? What, what do you mean you would go to war to protect our
3: freedom? Like,
0: what does that mean the only way
3: that we're like ever going to go to war with china is something that we have started like the us and like the broader like international like western nations have like actually kicked off a conflict through their own just like bullshit or like deliberately so like you could just not decide to escalate things that's like how you grapple with someone else who's like an actual power is you just don't like fight them Mm. You well, don't try and go to war where everyone seems to be very intent on at least appearing like they're going to war so you can spend a bunch of money on subs and it doesn't I will say like in theory we could be
2: like let's fight they could invade Taiwan or something. I don't really believe that it's like actually
0: going to happen. To be honest, no, like it I doesn't don't think feel so. to me like. I think both sides know that it would not go pretty well. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it feels to
2: me like something that both China and America are just like keen on for purely domestic reasons because yeah. it just rules to have an external enemy.
0: As much as we hate Paul Keating and he's an enemy of the pod, he was quite good on this. I thought he wrote an, an editorial that was like, "This is fucking stupid. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> um, like, why are we hitching our wagons to this U.S. war machine?" Like, we have, we should absolutely not be creating a beef with China when, like, none actually exists.
2: Well, we keep, like, we keep improvising these new strategic alliances with the U.S. Like, because we had the
1: Quad. Which is so stupid, because we've only got one, and it's the U.S. (laughs)
2: Well, It was, like, the Quad, like, first was, like, we've invented this new thing called the Quad, which is us, the U.S., uh, Japan, and India to fight China. And now we've invented AUKUS, which is us, the US, and the UK for some reason, even though they're not... Yeah, they're not involved. Yeah, I don't see what they have to do with China. They, like, cut themselves off from the world. They're, a, like, a
3: hermit island now, they so... They need
0: to be sunk, like we've yeah. said this on the podcast Famously so,
3: has a very small army, just, like, basically useless. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, and, um, I don't know, like, it was very, like, the whole process of buying the subs where... It's definitely odd that like there was no conversation um, with the governor of France about this, like Beforehand, like, oh, hold on, what, were, are, what was I think. The, um, it basically, I think it's really funny how angry France was at us. I think it's really funny to piss off France,
3: which is like Labour's like whole thing. Like, they're, they're yeah. tote bags, you should definitely buy. Um, the tote bags. uh, the quote is, uh, do you think he lied to you? Uh, and Macron's response is, I don't think I know, and that's like a tote bag and i um, like a coffee mug, but it would <laughs> be
0: meaningless to anyone who's so, not already a drip, like, yeah, no yeah. one. No regular person understands this quotation or Get cares that about bag it. Get that toad
1: back right after your lobotomy. <laughs>
0: it is, like, like <laughs> it's a, a very box.
2: stupid thing to, like, create a diplomatic incident over. The thing is that, yeah. like, it wasn't... First, it wasn't just us. It was also, like, Boris Johnson and uh, notably Joe Biden, who, like, um, I don't think all these Labor people are saying that, like, Joe Biden is also
1: an idiot. Yeah, because they, they love, love Joe him. Biden. Yeah, because he's, so. like, he's like the, the progressive hope. He's... He, what he's, like... Labor loves Biden because he shows that establishment, like like branded leftism, is like it's the, it's the way forward. It's the mm. only thing that's ever going to bring us out of this mess. Like he defeated Bernie, and that's what we need to do.
0: I mean, the funniest actually, actually the funniest part of that whole saga to me, the whole Ulcer thing, was how Biden just like promptly forgot Morrison's name when he was like supposed to be thanking him um, <laughs> at the press conference, and it was like this fella down under. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah he nailed pretty, it. In fairness, he did. He always nails it, but it. Pretty much summed it up. It was like Morrison is, has his tongue, you know, wedged firmly up the US's arsehole. And they're like, oh, yeah, that, uh, I, yeah, your, your name, yes, uh, mm, the, the fella. But it seems <laughs> like guy. it seems super
2: dumb that we're like starting war with the nation of, Ch- like, we're starting shit with the nation of China just in order to like suck up to the big boys. Like, first, that we're so impressed by these people in the first place by fucking like whether it's Joe Biden or Boris Johnson or Macron, like, they all suck. They're all freaks. Like, Joe Biden apparently shat himself in front of the Pope the other day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wasn't that the Queen? <laughs> no, he finally fart, no, no, farted in died. front of he the, queen's
2: in, <laughs> the Queen's dead. The Queen's um, dead. The Queen's dead, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Queen's dead. That's another thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Queen died. <laughs> he finally like, farted in Buckingham Palace. Like, that actually happened. That, like, he farted in front of, like, the Camilla, <laughs> like, the Duchess of Cambridge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, that one actually really happened. And there's a strong rumor that he also shat himself in front of the Pope.
3: I just wanted to say, like, uh, so, like, the uh, I would love to shit myself in front of the (laughs) (laughs) fucking the um uh like the escalation with China, I think, is a whole thing, which basically just is around to turn the Australian economy into similar to the uh, American economy, which is it's just arms manufacturing, yeah, and Uh, and it's just a giant like, industrial complex around that. But, like, the and stuff... That's, look, that's exactly
1: why Labor couldn't make that line, is because they're fucking lockstep in with that. Like, yeah. we're, we've just... Like, the Labor government's been putting public money into building, like, drone facilities in Queensland, building, like, new armoured vehicles and stuff like that. So, like, that that's why they're not making the critique, which is, hey, Australia becoming, like, m- more tightly ingratiated than we already are with the US weapons complex is a bad idea. Because... That's their ticket to their next fucking boardroom.
2: Yeah, like, the argument, the only argument they have to make is just like, oh, the, I don't know, the diplomatic aspect of this was mismanaged, which is their only line of attack against. That's really like the narrative they've been trying and failing to sell this whole year, is that like, well, Scott Morrison is doing exactly what we would do, but he's doing it in a, a embarrassing and incompetent way.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I don't... Yeah, like I cannot imagine like that convincing one person to change their vote.
2: No,
0: exactly. You know, we were talking before, um before we started recording about this whole thing about oh he's a liar, Morrison's a liar and like it's you can't just say that. No one cares. Like everyone thinks politicians are liars. It's not news. Like they think Albanese is a liar if they even know who he is. Like it doesn't cut through, but they're sort of performing on this this realm of like well, it's to avoid doing politics, really. Like, it's to avoid having any substantial differences. They can just sort of um, move it onto the moral stage of lying, um, being an embarrassment, being, you know, going to Hawaii during the bushfires and all of that stuff. It, and it, it helps them avoid, you know, talking about what they would be doing differently. Yeah,
3: it's because well, that's what the drips on Twitter have been obsessed with since, like, I guess, the bushfires. It's just, like, um, how cringe... Morrison is because he's not doing it properly. It's like not that he's doing anything wrong because they are entirely in agreement with like what he's doing. They've signed up to every single terrible thing that he's decided that the Liberal government's decided to do. No, is that he's doing it the wrong way? Didn't
0: you see that uh, tweet yesterday? That was I think it was, it was that um, mad fucking witches account that was like we don't give a fuck that Australian Labor is supporting the religious discrimination bill, and neither should you. Um, Albany elbow uh, would my god i've got to actually find the quote but it was like if elba got in he would like immediately cancel it yeah it's, <laughs> it's like, like well, okay now we've moved on to the stage where like we can believe that the, the party that is actively voting for policy actually secretly doesn't support it and would abolish it if they got elected also oh, you think religious people are you think they're not on twitter you think we can just like
2: if this is your master plan is like no don't worry guys we're actually we're lying to the public well you've just said like but you've just said that in a public forum? So won't won't do you think they can't read? Like, like a- your plan here is to just like openly like tell one section of the public that you're lying to another section of the public. Oh, but I thought Morrison like, lying was a bad thing.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it says, um, our info is it wouldn't come into law until after a Fed election anyway and Elbow will cancel it if he wins government. He must win government without being wedged by Scott. Trust the strategy.
3: Would you like a Emma Dawson tweet? Yeah, always. <laughs> um, would anyone like to read this or shall No, I? Yeah, you do it. Okay, so PSA. Uh, a final sitting fortnight fight over religious freedom is exactly what Scott wants. He is sold. Focused now on the handful of seats he needs to hold/slash win. With marriage equality done, climate change neutered, and borders closed, he needs a culture war for election 2022. Uh, one of two, of course. <laughs> uh, it's an attempt to wedge Labor in the Western Sydney and outer suburb- outer suburbs in seats that voted no to marriage equality. Fuck me. It's it's meat to the base, and an appeal to religious multicultural communities. It counters liar from the shire with uh, a man of faith. Don't fall for, it. fall for it. Which is just insane to be like, oh, Western Sydney are all uh, like conservative and backwards and against progressives, but also we need to make sure they vote for Labor so we can't let this wedge happen. And it's like, well, I think that's not at all true. It's just this total apology to like oh by the way we've done this terrible thing again uh, and whatever it is it's the mind magic of just allowing it to happen because oh there's it'll it'll fix itself out when it finally comes around
0: It's just like the six-dimensional chess sort of thing
3: well right? you you realize how much labor
2: genuinely believes that like um, like I don't know reputation or like appearances or just like how... Like, not even, like, how people think of you, but it's, like, it's the same thing as with the, you've embarrassed us on the international stage. It's just, like, like respectability is all that matters. And actually, like, the point of politics is to just enable somebody to, like, like to appear respectable. And in fact, like, and it's very weird to say that in a post-Donald Trump era, mm. and in a <laughs> post, like... Like, it's very weird to... It feels like they've doubled down on a lot of this stuff. Oh, it feels yeah, like they've taken all the stuff that just, like, fucked Labour over and over and just, like, being they've been criticised for it. And, like, what that criticism has done is it's, like, they've just massively doubled down on the thing just out of spite.
0: Yeah. I mean, I th- like, the alternative would be admitting that they have ever been wrong. Yeah. But were you going to say something for Dick?
1: Oh, yeah. I think, like, the thing about, like, Australia's most prominent brainhead Emma Dawson, mm-hmm. saying this is, like, the West Wing shit to us. Like, mm. even, like, like putting aside that, like, it's total bullshit, um, I cannot imagine that there's one person, like, oh, I can imagine there's one, but, like, there's not a meaningful, like, amount of people who are really, like, going to be changing their vote between Liberal and Labour who are really committed to, like, this religious freedom thing. Like, I just, I think there might be a few people who, uh, like really care about it, but they're probably already pretty committed liberal voters. I just can't really imagine it swinging that much, particularly in the sort of migrant communities that she's trying to talk about.
0: It's true, actually. Yeah. Um,
1: so it's 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 really ni- neither here nor there. Like that, like that, that that doesn't make fucking sense. But the, like the the worst thing about it is that it's just this like West Wing bullshit where it doesn't actually fucking matter what the bill does. Like, is that good or bad? No, it's completely irrelevant. Like. That this might actually make people's lives worse is completely meaningless. It just matters what what actually happens in the election. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's that's I think quite, comes through quite clearly in the in the MFW tweet as well, where they're like, "Trust the strategy. It's all part of the strategy." It's like, well, yeah, like you this said, put Mark,
3: two percent in this seat here. That's very important that we maintain this Western Sydney suburb.
0: Yeah, that's right, and like, and it is. At a certain point, if, if even if you take, even if you accept uh, what they're saying, which is I, I don't, like, I don't think any of what they're saying is true at all, but then that means ex- like accepting the idea that you're just lying in order to, like, make political gains. That just you're- lying,
1: but also fundamentally letting the law change in a way that makes people's yeah, yeah. fucking lives worse. Your base, <laughs> yeah. like, ostensibly the people who that we're all in it for, because you sure as shit don't want to do anything about the structure of capitalism, so... Like, the only, like, legland labour has to stand on broadly is that they're, they're progressive, and they're trying to do, like, progressive reforms for, like, a various kind of, like, marginalised communities. That's, like, what they argue for themselves, but it's clearly not fucking true if they're willing to change the law to make their lives worse. I don't
0: know if they do argue that anymore. I think their argument is... Basically boils down to like we're not the LNP.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's true. But I think to themselves, right? And like if you were to talk certainly to if we got
0: into an this, argument like... with one of them, like arguing against a Greens position, they probably yeah. would say that
3: it's just about like a for them like the morally correct thing to do is vote for Labor because they're not the LNP, and that's what they end up basing their entire like strategy around. Apparently, is just like what is the correct moral choice, and it's like yeah, but that's not how people vote. That's not how people actually make these decisions except for someone who's deeply inside the Labour tent. Mm. I was seeing this on Twitter the
2: other day, just like someone posting, okay, look, please tell me why it's good to vote for Labour. Please tell me, like, what is the thing that's going to happen if Labour wins the next federal election that is good?
0: Are you talking about... John Quiggin's becoming a based Greens supporter <laughs>
1: John Quiggin is such a fucking king we stand John
2: Quiggin Absolutely. that's
1: been the biggest turn of the year like the yeah. biggest thing that's happened this year is like John Quiggin has really changed his spots. incredibly
0: pilled against Labour and his I think the tax stuff just fucking did him like he's had enough and he's just like nah fuck it I'm putting them last <laughs> <laughs> which is a bold position uh, not it's one so that- good. It's, well, no, I don't even
1: support but it's just it, yeah. it makes me so happy happy to see someone just like
0: <laughs> just boil so much piss. Oh, so that that was a great day on twitter i really enjoyed that but sorry matt go on <laughs> but it's just like
2: it was just like no like tell me what like, what's better like in, in like at some point you just have to stop like playing galaxy brainhead chess genius and you just have to <laughs> you have to say <laughs> okay um but you have to say like look these are our policies this is what we do in government
3: well, their entire argument against like John's thing was like, if you if you need to be like it be explained to you, then you just don't get it. And it's like, yeah, but you need to explain why. <laughs> but also,
1: like, he,
3: he's like a relatively prominent
1: like economist. Like, if he needs it explained to him, you've you've really fucked up. <laughs> like,
0: the, yeah, the other um, that just what you were saying before, Matt, really reminded me of their other um, favorite sort of line of argument, which is like, whenever you criticize them for not. Um, you know, having the right position on something or for voting for some terrible legislation or for being just generally, like, spineless. It's, well, we're not the government. We're not the government. It's like, but you you want to be the government. You're campaigning to get into government. <laughs> Don't you understand? <sighs>
1: uh. I, I was re- kind of... This one on the way, like, the drips fell back into line kind of s- took me by surprise because when... It, excuse me. When it first happened, there was a little bit of... Like, I saw all these people with, like, drips in their names and stuff being like, oh, really, that's really bad. Um,
0: are you talking oh, about religious discrimination? The religious yeah, discrimination
1: yeah. bill. Like, when, when, like, the, like, Labor's just voted with the coalition for the religious discrimination, for the first, like, two or three hours, like, a lot of, like, the, the Labor base was obviously concerned. They were, this is bad news. Like, this is exactly why we vote for the Labor parties, because otherwise the conservatives are going to, like, make us a more conservative, more, like, religious and, like, restrictive society. And then, like within a few hours, like the brainheads had kind of swung in. Mad fucking witches did the one you read out. Emma Dawson had gone in as well, and oh, and they're all back on board. No, no, no. It's this, this is this is chess. Like I'm an insider. I I'm smart enough to understand what's happening, and this is the right thing.
0: But well, it's it it would be incredibly um, uncomfortable and confronting to sort of have to deal with this and kind of have this, this basis of your political support ripped out from underneath you. So in some ways, I think um, the, the brain heads on Twitter form a very important purpose, which is just like reassuring people that it's fine to keep voting Labour, which well, is what they want to do.
1: But, th- but that's, what I, that's what I kind of noticed. for the first, Like like I've, I've known that they've played that role, but it was the first time I saw it so explicitly. And I think it was the first time that I saw how critical it was that, that like the brain head swinging yeah. in behind is what like... Is, like, the the thing that makes it work
2: mm. I think we've really discovered in the last, like Even just this year Actually how much party the Labour Party How much power the Labour Party still has To swing that big chunk of voters And actually how much they can just kind of muddy the waters with this brain nth-dimensional chess stuff.
0: Are they a big chunk of voters, like, though, would you say? Because they're certainly a big chunk on Twitter. I don't... Well, I don't know if it's a big chunk of
2: voters, but it's like a big chunk of,
3: I don't know, decision-making. I think makers. it's deciding amount of voters. Like, if mm. those people were not constantly, constantly reassured that Labour had a purpose in fucking over everything they believe in... Mm. Um, and they decided like hey i may actually just vote for someone else like the greens like labor would truly be in trouble
0: well i think actually this is a good sort of t- tying it back in a bow with south brisbane is like yeah i feel like our i mean we sort of analyzed all this in our post-election podcast but part of our victory was kind of getting to some of those people right and being like jackie trad has now reached you're on base you know you're on the wrong side of history here if you keep voting labor and, you know, th- there's a fair number of those people in South Brisbane. I-, I think it's a mischaracterization to say it's all those sort of middle class um, and upper middle class sort of public servant types who vote Labour out of out of habit.
3: And somewhat involved in, like, the political uh, mm. discussion at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not all those people. That's, that's one chunk of the electorate, but not all of it. But, um, you know, I certainly felt like towards the end of the election, I was finding those people were swinging on the door. Yeah. Um, but I know, I know we're getting towards the end of the show. I think we just wanted to do a sort of honourable mention to um, our favourite uh, Labour member, Labour member for Cooper, Jonty Bush. <laughs> As a part of our sort of podcast year in review, how could we not mention Jonty Bush?
1: Well, firstly, hats off to Jonty for an incredible name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, hats off to Jonty's mum, really, like... Just in the delivery room and just thinking, like, what should I name my precious daughter? Can Jaunty we please Bush?
3: cut in, um, I think it was Ryan and Maddie's <laughs> John- 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 Jaunty Bush. Bush. <laughs> I think I was thinking about this a little while ago. I think her name is so
1: stupid. But if if it was someone who was my friend, I would think it rules.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> if a cool person was called Jaunty Bush, that would be amazing. I would
1: love them. I like, would yeah. be like, dude, your name rules. Jaunty is so funny. It's really, like, it's very <laughs> wholesome. It's very cute. But because it's... Like, one of the most cynical and stupid people in politics. Oh, God, I think that's a dumb name, for dumb people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. I'm sure all of of our listeners were across this, but um, John T. Bush sort of sprang to fame quite rapidly um, a few months ago now when she did an exceptionally dumb tweet that was like, um, if one drives past Extinction Rebellion protesters... And one sees that they are dressed in fast fashion. Uh, what should one do? Asking for a f- Hashtag asking for a friend. And it was just like one of those smug tweets. I'm, I'm sure a lot of Labour politicians tweet inc- like equally stupid stuff every day. But they um, do it on their olds. Well, possibly. But well, for some reason, this one got picked up and just like gained a lot of traction. Well, and look,
1: I'll tell you the reason why. It's because her name's Johnny Bush.
0: Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> Then like, yeah, a solid like 10% of the... the she just got owned basically from sun up until sundown for the next three days and a solid 10% of the posts, which is people being like, John T. Bush, you're joking. <laughs> is this your alt? <laughs> I
3: feel like
2: maybe like the broader public is, okay, the broader Twitter community is slowly beginning to realize how fucking insane specifically Queensland Labour
3: MPs are. Like, I don't know if it, MPs, I don't know if... MPs in the other states are like this. I've heard from other people who've worked in, like, a couple of different parliaments in, like, various roles. um, And they've said that the Queensland Parliament in particular is, like, one of the most, like, hyper-partisan parliaments they've actually been involved in.
0: Well, Jaunty's a particularly interesting case, though, because her seat of Cooper was almost won by the Greens um, in the last state election. And, you know, you heard it here first, folks. Cooper's the next South Brisbane. Like, it was... um, so she she was not the incumbent. That was Kate Jones, who Mark mentioned before, who stepped down. And who now of, has
1: a fucking great job. Yeah,
0: went went to a board on the boards. Um, and so John T. Bush stepped up and became the candidate. And Katinka Winston Allen, the Greens candidate, ra- ran a exceptionally good campaign, and she got exactly ten thousand votes. Um, which means, in my opinion, she should have just won the seat. Like, they yeah, should round it to numbers
1: her. should really mean a lot more. They, like, really they should. They mean a lot in our society, but apparently they don't get you elected. It's stupid.
0: <laughs> so I don't exactly have the numbers in front of me, but basically it was it was very tight. Jonty only just won it. And um, she gave a speech, a sort of victory slash concession speech that was very similar to the one that Trad gave in 2017, where that was just ex- ex- exceptionally bitter um, and railing against the Greens and uh, just actually sounding like a loser. Um, and, and I think she would know that Cooper was very much in the sights of the of the Greens for the next state election and she'll probably lose it. So hence why she, I think, is so sensitive on Twitter.
1: I, I find it interesting the way that the um, the Labor, like these Labor types really do conflate Extinction Rebellion and the Greens. Like they oh, really yeah, see them as weird, the same hey. thing. Like just before Jackie's um, wonderful un, uncoming. Um, the unbecoming. Unbecoming. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: I think Extinction Rebellion did some sort of
0: they like They dumped protest. the manure.
3: Yeah, they took. They stole about. Ba- they stole about. They stole the
1: banner off. Um, off
3: the council of trade unions
1: uh, of trade building. A really funny banner that said "Saving our jobs," which like any normal person would assume meant saving the jobs of the people in the building, <laughs> the council of trade unions building. But I think it was meant to like. I think our was meant to be constructing all of us as like they the were working class. Just club. telling and saving themselves our jobs. a bit there. <laughs> um, but yeah, they really they really let it, let themselves go. But then, so they stole the banner. They put it at Parliament House with a bunch of manure, being like. You know, Labour's climate change policies are horseshit or whatever it is, um, and I cannot believe the Greens would do this.
0: Oh, God, the manufactured outrage! I think they, yeah, like Labor. I, I think, think genuinely believe that we run Extinction Rebellion. They really do, and it's weird
1: because we don't.
2: We don't. We would <laughs> Even never. A little bit. Like
0: they, no, <laughs> we're interested in winning, and we're not like cops and full of spies. I,
1: mean, it, I think Extinction Rebellion have been. On a really solid upward trajectory over the last like five years, both both in Australia and outside. That's I mean, good. I don't necessarily like look. I'm not in it, and I don't want to mm, be. But no. I, like, I'm I'm pleased to see that um, that direct act, like climate action stuff is happening more and more. I think it's like it's a it's an important part of the, yeah. the various things that people do.
0: I don't think that I necessarily agree with their strategy, or think that they have really thought it through on any major level. Um, and I do. I mean, I, I support the idea of direct action, but I'm like. I don't know. I have a, I, I definitely have a sense that a lot of them are like cops, but I, I have no evidence to substantiate that. But that not stop me from saying it on the podcast. It's pretty...
1: It, well, yeah, look, it's very hard to have evidence for, for that sort of thing, or, like by definition. No, I'm like, I'm with you and I think they are... Yeah, I, I look, I'm not in them because I don't think they're doing very good stuff. Declan, why are you in Extinction Rebellion? I'm not an Extinction Rebellion. <laughs> like, no, they don't do anything that I would do. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's unstrategic and I think that the... The most important thing we should be doing right now is trying to construct a new political kind of consensus by talking to people you don't already know mm,
0: um interesting Th- through say knocking on their doors or something I think of that like nature?
1: probably talking no. to them in some sort of way or another but i mm-hmm. i think the best way given Curious. that everyone has retreated to the home under like the sort of neoliberal like individualization is probably to go to where they live and knock mm. on maybe their door uh, things of this nature.
0: Mm. But I do Garden think ends. it's really funny
2: how every time Extinction Rebellion does something marginally stupid, Labour are just like, uh, Greens, come get your boy. And we're just <laughs> like, what? It's like, it's one of those things that they think is going to really fuck with us, that they think is going to really
3: cutting insult. And it's just, you talk like, to people who, like, you know, may not agree with Extinction Rebellion as, like they themselves know that the Greens aren't really a part of it. It's just part of, like, a broader environment movement that are doing different things, you know, you may agree or disagree with the various different actions that different environment movements do. But it's, like, I don't think anyone believes them, but it's, I think it's just part of the whole thing where, like, in with her thing, was, like, continuing to reply, and it was just, like, ended up framing the entire thing that, like, oh, she was the victim in this entire thing, having to have been interrupted by some protesters.
0: Um... And encountering their false fashion. My favourite part of that tweet was like, she was like, I was driving past. (laughs) Um, She did not seem to realise. But anyway, um, that might be a good spot to round I've I've got
1: a joke that I really like. I was thinking, you know, what if people hear this and they're like, I think just calling her jaunty is a bit patronising. And then you could be like, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Bush.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ms. Bush. Um, Okay, well. Speaking of extinction. Yes.
2: Uh, does there's a segue into what you're the last topic. Oh, of the you,
0: thing? Uh, I was just going to finish the show. I mean, we oh, could I, say well, the show is, is talk turning extinct. About <laughs> extinct. Cop? Oh well, yeah, we were, but we we're kind of running out of time. I, I, think and, I don't, about I about don't think any of us pretend? prepared a, a speech on COP. <laughs> I don't really so I know
1: much about COP, but my sense is that it's
3: bad.
0: It does seem bad.
3: Uh, as we all know, ACAB, and that includes COP.
0: Yeah, yeah that's well, true. Yeah, true. Yeah. Well, it's just another of these things
2: where, like, the. One of the big themes, I think, that is emerging is just, um, yeah, like, it's not Scott Morrison embarrassing us on the world stage? Mm. Yeah, like, it's, like, with the, like, the Olympics is all about this kind of cringe attempt to be a big boy country. Um, With the submarines, it's the same thing. And then, like, one of the... Like, I've just, I've noticed this with Labour's narrative around climate as well, is that it's all just, like, and even in, like, Guardian articles and just, like, you know, the types of posts that people who read The Guardian make, it's just, like, Scott Morrison is embarrassing us on the world stage. He's, like, ruining Australia's brand with, like, all of these other bigger countries. Um, The cool kids don't like us. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Our brand is already of being, like, sort of slimy and weird. I and don't, I don't think we have a brand
2: because we're Australia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think anyone cares. I was listening to
1: a Adam Too's podcast. Adam Too's is a good economist. And he was talking about, like, big iron producing countries in relation to China. And I was just like, Australia. And he didn't mention us at all. <laughs> I was like, that is perfect. <laughs> like, even, like, even in the, like, the one or two things that we actually are, like, globally significant in, we're still so insignificant in everything else that we don't want a to mention.
0: As it should be. I think in the end,
3: like it just completely falls apart as well with Labour. As always, when it's like, well, what's the alternative? Come on, say it. Say what you would plan to do different. And they're like, uh, uh, 5% different. And it just means but not even that. This is like, we will in time when the election's on. Mm.
0: Yeah, when, was it, someone asked Palaszczuk, like, what is your emissions reductions target? And she's like, uh, fifty percent by what is it? 50 percent renewables. Yeah, well, she said that, and then some. And the journal was like, "No, that's the renewables target." And she's like, "Uh, uh, uh next question." Anyway, yeah. uh, talks. <laughs> well, like I didn't.
2: We were gonna do more on COP. I didn't actually pay any attention to it really because I already knew that they weren't gonna do anything, and then they didn't do anything.
3: It did feel like a lot of the environment, uh, like movement and a lot of journalism was like kind of expecting like a culmination of like the IPCC report this year and like it would culminate at the end of COP and like hey we're gonna deal with climate now and then everyone was just entirely intent on forgetting about it yeah it
2: turns out there's still a lot of money to be made by not dealing with climate and they don't like like at some point the environmental movement as a whole is gonna have to start looking at what it's doing and like what that's achieving and start like thinking about that
1: Mm. Which is a good note to like to to kind of finish on is I was just thinking about this today is how important the role of like environmental parties will be over the next while in articulating and like making the case for environmental destruction being tied to capitalism and like like articulating and building consensus around that relationship as people start caring about the environment more. Uh,
2: yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah, the Greens won government in Germany that also happened.
1: Oh, yeah, but that's um, not good. I don't think know. I want to think about can it because I think they're a bunch hour hour of awful little bastards. German, German Greens. Yeah. Uh, no comment. No
0: comment. <laughs> um, South Brisbane Greens. Yeah. Very good. We endorse. Make the, us the The foreigners. German so. Greens cannot sit with us. <laughs> no, I absolutely cannot. Okay, well, uh, we might leave it there, but maybe we will maybe we will fit in another podcast before Christmas. Who can really say? I'm not making any promises. Um, subscribe more. Uh, pay, Patreon us more if you want more yeah. content. Basically,
1: if we're ever going to produce regular podcasts, we need to have at least least one person who can pay a rent
0: well that's the thing like you need one person driving the ship and if we could pay that person they would definitely be more likely to drive the ship Look, just saying
2: it's pretty unfair that we're not bringing in chopper money already it is it, let's let's get real all
0: right well thanks everyone and uh yeah we'll see you next time
2: later bye, bye. <laughs>